Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I am David Soger. Hey, Dave. Chris! It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. Yes, it is Friday. It's Friday, and we're here talking about Minute 12 of Star mm. Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Excellent. Uh, Yes. Minute 12 starts with Spock finishing his thoughts on human decision-making. And it ends a minute later with the USS Saratoga functioning on reserve power only. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. That's never a good thing. No, it's not. I never want to function just on reserve power only. That was, yeah. I mean, it's, that's always like the last the last straw, right? Or the last, the final, like, reserve power only. Just the batteries, sir, right? Is, yeah. Is that the same thing as reserve power and batteries only? Is that the same thing? I don't know because whenever you know Scotty says uh, batteries only, what do you think of? Do you think of he has thirty D batteries <laughs> hooked up, or is it like a car battery? And you know, it's like a scene from Airplane where he's like literally hooking the jumper jumper cables up to a car battery. He's licking one and just to test it, and then <laughs> a bunch of nine volts. Oh no, I, I I think I literally I do think there is a stack of you know big you know big giant batteries you know hu- let's say human sized batteries sitting somewhere in the back yep. of the ship that they got to plug into. Um, I would I, I I wish they would call it batteries more often, right? Because it's mm. you know when when I mean, Scotty said that that was in Wrath of Khan that was very like I I got just a battery, sir. You know like <laughs> ah you know we're we're <laughs> we're screwed. Uh, I would like to hear people do that more because when you're at that point, I would think everybody's right. more panic mode anyway, right? What's left? Just the batteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would be like, man, what, yeah. what is what is what is that? <laughs> what is that? Okay. So it says. So speaking of that, so there's auxiliary or reserve power referred to reserve energy on which starships, satellites, space stations, and planets could use in the event that main power was disrupted or unavailable. The capacity of auxiliary power was limited and was intended for short-term use only. On the largest scale on planets, auxiliary power was generated in reserve banks. So that gives us pretty much no information to what auxiliary or reserve power are other than that it's reserve power. See, for special occasions or yeah. special emergencies. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, you memorized that, didn't you? Memory you just... alpha is like just just feeds directly into my brain. <laughs> I wish. Okay, so what do we got? Let's let's it, we're at this minute just ends. We're wrapping up on on Spock yep. and Amanda show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda's been trying to uh, make Spock see. <laughs> I was going to say see reason, but that's probably the opposite of what she's trying to do. <laughs> Uh, make him understand that he's a, he is should be an emotional being and it's okay to be so. Um, and uh, you know, Spock. You, oh, go ahead. Oh no, so I had a thought. 
Yeah. And do you think she was, you know, obviously he's doing a memory test, you know, the Federation memory test and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think um, she's trying to make him remember how he used to be, you know, that he did, you know, he was, he had emotions? Like, I think that, I think, she, I think that would that, have been a good way, a good angle for her to come at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about you know the last episode that you know she kind of went the 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 Vulcan route. She tried to right. pull the logic card for him, try to get get. You know, she used a logic angle, um, but she could have said, "Yeah, yeah, I remember. Do you remember when you were a kid and we used to you know laugh and sing and you know in secret? You know, <laughs> I don't know. We had um, tickle fights. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right, now I want to see that scene. I want to see that flashback. <laughs> Um, but, but, uh, you know, I think you, you know, she doesn't use Jim at all in, in this, she, right. Which, she, well, ind- indirectly she does. Well, her friend, yeah. Your friends, your flawed, yeah. your flawed human feeling, human friends. Right. Uh, but, um, that, that would have been interesting if she just pulled an anecdote out of, oh, you remember that time in Starfleet when, you know? Yeah. Of course it's, it's a little, do we? Do we know? I, I think I've always been unclear about how much Spock really remembers. Does he remember all of it? Does he? Does he eventually remember all of it? He, he right, does. Yeah. Right. At some point, he remembers everything. I just don't recall when that happens. Right. Was. I don't. Him? I. I was, don't know. Yeah, because I know at the end of Search for Spock, he's like Jim. Your name was Jim, and is that him remembering everything? Because, or is it? Because even now, it just seems like he's like, well, now I'm Spock the Vulcan. You know. I, Right, I, I know how to be a Vulcan, and I'm smart, and I can pass all these tests. But I don't know. It's 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 gray for me. I'm hoping. Right. I'm hoping there's there's a moment, a clearer moment in the film that that tells me everything's back to normal. Right. Maybe. Maybe one day. One day. All right. Anything else? Any little final thoughts on Spock and Amanda? We the I think we get this is the last we hear from Amanda. I think we get to see her at least one more yep. time in the film, but, um, yep. All right. No, no, I think I'm good. Moving on back to the Saratoga. Yes. And they are, uh, they are in trouble. Yeah. It's great. Uh, you know, we, they, they, we come right back to Saratoga and the, and the probe like screeching, yep. um, which this one, I gotta say, it's a little uh, like nails on the chalkboard for me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't listen to that for a, any great length of time without being like, just turn it off. What do you think of the graphics? I think we've already talked about them, but yeah, I think we've gotten we got a peek at these in an earlier minute, right? And, yep. Um, I I wonder about. I mean, the graphics are fine; they're cool. Um, I want to know what the A, B, C, D, E, and F are because. I can guess what some of the letters, you know, the variables mean, uh-huh. but there's too many. Well, I, I was, I actually had a question mark about them. So what, I, but I have no theory. So what's your theory? Well, I would think that B and C represent either the tube and B represents the, um, the brain. The ball? I'm going to, I'm going to call brain. it the, the, the brain. Ooh. Okay. Well, we get a, we get a good shot of it coming up, and we can talk about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, realistically, I think you need two: one yeah. for the, the the cylinder, and one for the brain, and then A E F D are nothing. 
I just feel like there's too many variables there. Well, they look in the in that bottom graphic. There looks like um, you know, there's there's uh, it looks like not lightning bolts, but it looks like there's like energy waves coming yeah. off of it. So are those, are those supposed to be labeling some of the waves? Maybe that's the signal that's coming mm, out. Maybe, of it. yeah, I don't know. Or, of course, we don't know if it's a signal. Is it a signal? Or is I, it think, a... I think I uh, think Joe, uh, graphic designer, got a little happy here with the letters and just <laughs> make it look technical. Okay, I'm just going to put a bunch of letters here. What do they mean? I don't, I don't know, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks pretty cool. Uh, and, the, and the graphic, the, actually, those background colors do change as they close in on the brain. They do, yes. Yeah, so there's something connecting there. Mm, perhaps. I'll give you that. <laughs> the brain. Oh, you got me intrigued there. I like so, it. So we, we see the, you know, the helmsman and uttering, you know, one of my favorite lines, here it comes now. Um, <laughs> Why is it a favorite line? Because of Because just voice? the way he says, just the way he says it. Here it comes now. I almost, I almost feel like he's Batman. Where is she? Yeah, I, he's, there's something about his voice. I'll give you that. I, yeah. I, I do like his lines. Um, and then we get a fantastic shot of the cylinder with the ball that looks like a brain. It's got like the interlocking pieces that look like kind of brain matter shooting down from the giant hole of light. <laughs> That's hole of light with a capital H and a capital L. <laughs> that forever will be known as the hole of light. Yeah, it's a, it's, I do like, I, I mean, yeah, let's talk about this shot a little bit, right? It's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's cool, but it's also right. frustrating because you're like, you're trying to get a sense of, that what the the probe you know, what is it what's all over it it's like smooth in right. spots it looks like there's barnacles on it in spots uh you know, you're trying to figure out how big it is you can't really tell how big yeah. it is um and it's got a little bit of the the only thing it i mean it's a you know the shot of it coming over the camera and stuff it's a little star destroyer ish in that way <laughs> you know it's taking up the whole screen a little bit yeah but i feel like it definitely it, it portrays what we think is going on here, which it's menacing, it's evil, um, you know, it's the enemy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the brain, um, I don't know what I've, I, like I said, I'm, that's a new one for me. I've ne I don't know what I've ever, I don't know what I've, if I've ever had a theory of what that is, because I mean, it looks like. It looks like well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the brain. It could be the probe emitter for all I know. Right, but it's got an organic look to it, right? The yeah, it's not the, all the the plates. It looks like a you know like a a planet full of icebergs. You know what I mean? Like a, it, right. I, mean, I know it's yeah. not that size, but it's got that. That's what it makes me think of. Um, but yeah, I do like I do I do like it's well lit. I, 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 the shot is pretty cool. It's well lit. It's with the. Oh yeah, I think. I, I think it's a fantastic shot, yeah. and I think it's, you know, just like you said, the way it comes over, the Star Destroyer-esque, you know, with the light and the shadows, and I know in the past we've talked about Nimoy's love of lighting scenes, and I feel like this this hits the good note of a Nimoy lighting scene. Right. There's no, no purple or green lights right. in this shot. How right. Even – oh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, how do you think the uh, – the, I'm going to keep calling it the brain because I like it. Yep. Um, 
it's supposed to it's not it's just floating is it is it connected like physically connected or is it just like floating outside the probe so that was one of my questions like is it just suspended by energy or is that inner yeah tube of light is that actually like a some straw. sort of connection yeah it's like a straw <laughs> Uh, I've I, I've always thought it's just floating there, but 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 looking at it now, it's like oh, look like it could be physically could connected, be, right? Yeah, because the brain is moving, you know, it's moving back and forth. Yep. It's the it's the brain, the brain probe probe. Brain probe. Uh, I like you know the captain, Saratoga Captain Alexander's like, oh, what's causing that? You know, all this stuff's going yeah. on around it. Like, well, what do you think is causing? <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> intruder alert. Intruder alert. Ship in the sector. What's going on here? Um, yeah, there's, a, there's some good uh, techno babble in this one. Mm. You know, isolate the wave. Can't. It's impacting all our systems. Right. Um, a lot of this stuff, I guess this is this is literally a continuation of the scene. Right. They just they just split this whole scene up. There, right. Any time. There's no time has elapsed since. No. No. Since, yeah. So her, her, the the captain yelling for a yellow alert, putting up the shields and everything. That's. I don't think that's a delayed reaction. That's. Right. That's. Appropriate time. Right. Um. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you get the affecting of the systems, you know, uh, what's what's happening, enorm- enormous amounts of power. And I always find it, you know, we watch Star Trek and they have all the gadgets and the computer screens and they have the, you know, the buttons and the this, that and the other. And here comes this simplistic looking tube with a brain and it does all of this stuff. Like there's no like it's it doesn't look technical in any way it doesn't look futuristic in any way, um, but yet it's generating this enormous amount of power. It's sending out all these waves, disrupting all of their you know their systems. Um, you know uh, they they can't get the shields up. They can't you know the all the systems are neutralized. Thruster controls have been neutralized. Um, <laughs> You know, and I just I find it I find it interesting, and maybe it's because this was filmed in a different you know time, and they didn't have the technology we did today kind of thing. And maybe I'm looking back, and maybe I'm just babbling. I don't know, but I just I find it I find it weird that you know this non-technical thing is doing all of these things. Well, it's it's the mystery of the unknown is what it is, right? It's it, it, Star right. Trek. They, they're they're constantly finding new things that they don't understand and you know technology couldn't possibly have imagined you know it's that's the that's the joy of science fiction and right the joy of being a science fiction writer they can come up with anything that <laughs> yep they've never encountered anything like this before it's going to neutralize right. all their systems oh oh i i know i'm just yeah. I, I think i'm just saying like i just i find it maybe i find it fascinating that like this non-threatening looking thing is so threatening and doing this thing in this advanced techno technological age of computers and ships and and it it just yeah I find it, I find it fascinating I find it fascinating Captain I do it's not well, it's not logical how long have they been out there at this point right how long have humans uh, you know been exploring space and exploring you know 
yeah, just been out there in the cosmos, you know, and they're still running right. into things. And um, I think one of the one of the books I picked up during the hiatus was um, was the uh, it's like the chronological history of Star Trek, and it's mm. it you know it's I think it goes. I don't know if it even goes back in time. Probably goes back in time because, you know, there's been episodes of Star Trek where, uh, you know, Q brought Picard back to the the birth of humanity, right? When they were just right, like yeah. amoebas in a pool or something like that, or in a pond. Yeah. Um, so it's like it does that whole thing. That's but it's chronological. So you, you know, as you're reading it, um, it's you know, it, it, it's jumping from series to series and films. You know, just because of all the chrono- chron- chronology. Um, I think it would be it would be an interesting one. I don't remember it being in here, but it would be interesting to see like the whale probe. Like you know, it obviously arrived at Earth in the 23rd century. Um, is you know when did it? Where was it? You know, 200 years ago. You know, let's say say in the in the 80s. We're going to go back to the 80s. Where was the whale probe in the 80s? Was it you know was it in another? Uh, another solar system was it just in another galaxy or right it would be be interesting to see where it came from because it uh, it's obviously been traveling for you know a long time spaces mm. we don't ever see it warp away or anything do we right it's just kind of just oh, it's always cruising around right Does yeah it... it's just yeah it's just cruising around yeah I wonder how fast it's going all great questions <laughs> how big is it how fast does it move does it go light speed? It's got to go light speed, right? There's a lot of space between. Or warp or, yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. It's, a, it's, it's, it's very interesting in that respect. Yes. Uh, I had a tidbit. Um, we hear the, uh, the other. So the probe essentially makes two different kinds of noises, right? It, mm. it makes the, the screeching noises that we talked about that's. That's actually whale sound, song. That's just been kind of filtered and digitized. Right. Um, but the other noise it makes, uh, which we hear in this minute in the background. Yeah. Uh, the, how would you how would you describe that sound? I don't know. You tell me. You don't know what you're talking about. That the, the, the <laughs> it's, I'm going to say the, you know, it's the wall 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 that sound. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Do you know what? <laughs> This, again, the, the, I love the story behind this. So this is uh, Mark Mangini, the yep. um, the sound designer. Um, right. Yeah. They he tried. He, he was you know tasked with coming up with the you know the sounds of the probes mm. and um, tried all these different things. Uh, none of them were working. Um, and so finally he came to uh, Leonard Nimoy and said, well, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this. You know, any advice? What do you think the the probe should sound like? And uh, and Nimoy, uh, he's he did what I just did. He's like, yeah, I think it should sound something like wub 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 wub. And Mangini literally recorded Leonard Nimoy making that sound, that wub 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 sound, and distorted it and digitized a little bit. And that's what you're hearing. That's actually Leonard Nimoy making that sound. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I think it's amazing. Um, and maybe that's why it's. I think easy to replicate. <laughs> like I just sound, I sounded just like the probe just then. Wah, wah, I sound wah, wah. just like Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm so proud of myself. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was an awesome story. I had no idea that 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 was a. Uh, that's where that came from. You heard it here that, first. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, what else we got? Um, I had I had a note. I had a note. Uh, the navigation panel blows up or yep. sparks up. Yep. And uh, I, I don't know if I like that effect. Um, because it looks cheap, or because it doesn't fit, or I think the, I think both. I think yeah, it looks a little cheap, <laughs> like sparklers. Um, but yeah, it doesn't fit. Does you think a you know I don't, I, I don't know you think a station like that as complex as that must be. You know, you're you're flying a starship using all that. You know, if things go wrong, it's going to spark and smoke. I don't know. You just think it would just turn off, right? Or just or well, melt, or melt, yeah. <laughs> but sparking and smoking. Um, I, I gotta disagree. I, um, I I like the effect because it shows that the probe means business, and that. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's obviously like uh, you know the the science officer says it's gener- generating this enormous amounts of power, and it's you know sending out all these waves, and it clearly wants to disable them, and. We see that with all the power being drained and, you know, they're trying to do these things and then the probe is almost like, ah, uh, 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 you know, I'm going to blow up that panel and you can't do anything more. And, you know, it almost gives the the probe a little bit of intelligence, sentience, and um, – but it doesn't – it knows it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have like a murderous intent yet that we've seen. It's just disabling them. Right. Um, isn't that though a question? I mean, you brought it up. So I mean, isn't that the yep. question to the, to the whole to the whole movie? Is it is does the probe even know it? You know, even know that it's it's having this effect on the things around it, or is it just well, like, excuse me, ant, I got to get by here? Well, you that's know? that's yeah, that's that's the question. Like, is it thinking here by disrupting their? thrusters and then they're trying to revive them and then blows up the panel is that a calculated move or is it just emitting waves of power and it's just what system it hits it hits yeah that i that's what i choose to believe that all this stuff is is accidental right but we see later that there are perhaps targeted things and maybe we do find out that um there's more intelligence behind it i will agree with there you there i just don't know if i think that's what's going on here maybe maybe not i mean again that's the the big mystery that's the big mystery is how much intelligence is you know uh you know we obviously don't want to discuss that more because they discuss that later about (laughs) and we're getting ahead of ourselves but a good question very good question for later stupid podcast format Stupid podcast. <laughs> Gotta wait till later. Um, uh, I do like um, after the. Uh, I think it's right after the cheesy ex- the uh, explosion. Um, all the screens, in the, everything goes dark, right? On all, but all the, the screens yep. go staticky. Um, yep, that's a nice touch. Everything's gone haywire. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about this before. We saw the Saratoga. The lighting on the Saratoga is, you know, we. Yep. I think we've agreed that we like. We like a good darkened bridge. Yeah, I again, I said it before, and I think Nimoy learned a lot of lessons from uh, Search for Spock in terms of lighting, and I think he has taken those lessons maybe to heart and is doing the right things here with lighting. 
with the red light and um yeah yeah so the uh oh yeah we're just, <laughs> we already talked about reserve power um, how did, how did they, she, the captain calls from okay so let's go back to that for a second yep reserve power I'm on batteries uh everything is knocked out on the bridge and the captain yep. always calls for emergency lights and they always emergency work. lights they always work. Report. they do so i mean what what is what is keeping emergency lights working and that the rest of the ship gets you know the rest of the ship gets <laughs> Broken they're down. in a different. Can't... They're in a different system. <laughs> All I can think of is she's carrying like a personal battery on her. That she. <laughs> There's two dudes down in the uh, in the engine room, and they're just cranking this big crank that just <laughs> that just bicycles. powers the emergency lights. <laughs> okay, maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, I just always I, I any. It's not just this movie. It's any of the anything when it's, when everything's down, they can always call for right. emergency lights and get some kind of lighting. Um, how convenient. Right, but the science officer kind of answers that question. He says, all systems have failed. We are functioning on reserve power only. So, And it goes back to what I said before, where I think it is you know, an intelligent probe, and it is targeting enough not to kill. Like, it has basically diminished all ability to defend itself, but not kill it. And they're here, you know, they can't move. They can't follow, they can't scan, but they are not dead yet. <laughs> like how you said yet. Not dead yet. Well, because as we found out earlier, reserve power is limited, and so they may not last that long. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so so the, last, the, last, like the last two seconds of this minute, um, <clears throat> we, get that, we get that ominous look from, uh, from Chitra. Rade, Radre, the yep. uh, the helmsman. Uh, I love that shot. The, you know, he's just oh, like, oh, where he's looking, and then the camera just starts to tilt as they are listing. Yes, exactly. And then, yeah, and then he's like, you can tell, you can see the absolute panic. Yeah, like he's, that's hiding behind his eyes right now. He's like, we're in, we're in it deep now. People. We're goners. We're goners. And then you see, you know, the last second, the last frame. In the minute is again you see the big you know overhead shot of the probe and you just can barely see the saratoga sort of listing to one side right and i think we see more coming up in the next minute we do we do it's it's yeah it's yeah let's yeah. save it let's save it for the next minute because I, I do like that shot and uh but yes that's you do you get one one whole second right. <laughs> of the saratoga uh, underneath the probe right all right uh well then uh, that's uh, that's all i had for this one do you get anything else i do not do that. i'm i'm good all right ready for the weekend yeah. then good couple of minutes yeah it has been a good yeah we get a, it was a yeah. amanda week and yep. uh say goodbye to the saratoga maybe week yep i don't know all right, so it's Friday, and uh, Friday is uh, we've got a new segment on the show now where we thank our patrons. Uh, we've got folks now that are sponsoring the show, helping us uh, keep the lights on at Star Trek Minute, as it were. 
Um, if you want to be a patron, you can head out to patreon.com slash Star Trek Minute and sign up to be a sponsor. Um, there's multiple levels you can sponsor at, and depending on what level you sponsor, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's good stuff in it for you. Uh, we've got stickers. We've got an extra episode every week that you can get, get access to. Uh, we've got raffles for swag and even a guest spot on Star Trek Minute. Yep. Uh, so definitely check it out. Head over to patreon.com slash Star Trek Minute. And uh, one of the levels is uh, we are going to be thanking our patrons on Friday. So we're at that point. And uh, so we would like to thank, in no particular order, uh, I guess we're going to use member names, right, Dave? So Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. We, we, we're not sure about some of the... Some of the names, so we'll right. we'll just we'll just we're, go with member name. We're gonna go with member name. So, um, uh, we would like to thank a David, but not the only David. Um, and I don't know if he's talking about you, David, or David yeah. Marcus, or some other David. But he's right. clearly clearly got something about David going on. <laughs> uh, we would also like to thank Giraffe Bear. Uh, we'd like to thank John. And uh, last but not least, this week we're gonna thank Vibrant Visionaries. Yes. So yes, thank you all uh, for your support, and um, and like I said, if you would like to be on the like to be on the list, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to uh, uh, share your name and and uh, on the air. So uh, definitely check it out. Patreon.com/slash Star Trek Minute. Um, anything else you got, Dave? Before we head out for the weekend? Nope. Just have a good weekend. All right. You too. Thanks everyone, and we'll be back on Monday talking about. Minute 13 of Star Trek IV The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.